afternoon, everybody. Welcome aboard. It is hump day. And you are tuned into Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We help you guys to head back to the window to cash those winning tickets. Ryan Page in the house says, Aloha, Scott. Today's going to be a great day of sports winning. I can feel it. I like your spirit, buddy. Uh, Kevin's here, says Steamroller M. Reichel. That's us. I see saying hump day. Yes, it is. Hey, don't forget, man. Uh, give us a like. Give us that Give us that thumbs up. Give us that recognition that we so crave and desire. And, of course, subscribe. Get notified every time we put up brand new videos. It's always fun during bowl season as you get uh, dinged about 17 times a day. That'll be great. And, of course, if you're over there on Facebook, don't forget to rate, review. If you're doing us on podcast form, all that stuff. And, of course, listen to our pals Jim Williams and Chris King. They do their show each and every day, just parlays, just parlays. 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Winners and Winners Sports Betting Network. And Scott, this is a big day for us. We now have something in common with J.B. Smoove and Halle Berry. We are big fans of the Caesar Sportsbook. It's time to have a little bit of fun here along with our friends at Caesar Sportsbook. Got a hell of a promotion going on, my friend, just in time for the big weekend. They will match first-time depositors. Their opening bet, win, lose, or draw, up to $1,001. That's right, a grr and a buck. Perfect way for new bettors who have not yet tried the app or the online service to get a really great deal. This is a fantastic match offer. So go open your Caesars app, go to online. They got the uh, website set up there as well in the show box below. And enter the promo code, this is very important, Video Winners, Video Winners, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, all one word, and you will get that opening bet match. Win, lose, or draw up to $1,001. You must check the link in the show box to make sure that the offer is valid in your state. And, of course, you must be 21 to play. There you go, Scott. Brand new sponsor. I'm psyched. We're in good company, man. I like Caesars. I like J.B. Smoove. I'm uh, I'm psyched to be part of the Caesars family. How about yourself? A brand new sponsor. We got a sponsor. Huge Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Act like you've been here before, buddy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Brad Crawford. I have not been here before. That's the problem. <laughs> Brad Crawford checking in, saying tough loss on Mississippi State last night. Uh, looked so easy, didn't it? I was calling it a lock, and that was my first mistake. Finally, I found out who jinxed this. My God, Scott, they just, I know you slept through that game literally, but it was awful. Just, you're like, what are we doing here? They're they're throwing, you know, two-yard passes. Uh, they're dropping balls defense you know you don't expect a lot out of the mississippi state defense you can on the offense to keep you in that game and uh yeah just nothing against the again what i contend is a terrible texas tech team but you know what hats off to them they had it together last night as the student mastered the teacher there uh with uh, rick leach not uh not so not so good jc stone first question uh the, we had the over under at three minutes and it came under are you guys shilling for caesar yeah dude we're here to make money we're here we're, it's We'd love to do this out of the benevolence and the goodness of our heart, but anything we can do to, uh, you know, add a little coin to the realm, we're going to do it. Especially, it's it's not like it was some fly-by-night Jimmy John's uh, sketchy sports book. It's Caesars, guys. Come on. Come on. You know we're going to do that. Uh, that SEC that's got too much talent. 0-4 in bowl games. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, Ryan says, yeah, it was shocking. He says, Bulldogs act like they didn't care. Didn't want to be there. 
totally agree. And of course, my other play was canceled. That was one of my premiums down in flames. I had North Carolina State and the other one. I'm sure they would have blown them out as that game that game got canceled. How about those Grizzlies? Grizzlies had good night last night, Scott. Uh, they've been playing well lately. Uh, I know the Grizzlies did not play yesterday, but they've been playing some good basketball. And they actually end up playing tonight uh, against a pretty, let's just say, overrated Lakers team. Well, let's put it that way. So Memphis does have a pretty important game because everyone has the Lakers circled on the calendar anyway. Grizzlies went from, I think, four and a half to six and a half right now. Of course, Lakers playing a back-to-back after that really high-score game against Houston Ooh. in yesterday's contest. And I actually liked the over in that game. It was a farm play, and yeah. then we ended up finding something else. But that worked out well anyway. You have any thoughts on that game? Because Memphis laying six and a half is a little bit, let's just say, intimidating. But it's a back-to-back for a Lakers team that celebrated after beating the Rockets. And yeah, they're and they're uh, go from Houston to Memphis. Not a terrible fly, but you know that's that's kind of typical for a travel day. It's not it's not monstrous travel, but well, it's more just the pace for the older guys. You have a game that has two hundred and fifty plus points going up and down. You have to play another game in as many nights. No, I don't. Uh, you know, they Memphis is missing some guys, but as far as the mainstays go, it looks like most people, most of their team is going to be healthy. I want. I want no part of this Lakers team right now, Scott, in spite, in spite of the fact that they got the win over Houston last night. Congratulations. Um, I think this is a definite upgrade in, in talent as far as this Memphis team goes versus Houston. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm, on, the, uh, I'm, Kevin, on, I'm on the Grizzlies uh, here. Kevin saying, yeah, Kevin saying the Lakers are dead until Austin Reeves return. I call Austin Reeves uh, Alex Caruso light. Get him a headband. Get him a headband. Hey, Brad says, nice call on the farm yesterday. Not nearly as much sweat as, as there was the day before. A little more, little more rock and chair, my friend, and uh, a lot less vibrating chair. So Yeah, Knicks are playing defense again. Yep, yep. It's good to see. Good to see. Hey, uh, let's get it uh, let's let's get it rolling here on uh on this Wednesday and let's find out uh who are the winners and who were the whiners yesterday, Scott. There was good news. There was bad news, and let's find out where it was as we look at the Hump Day edition of everybody's favorite. Is this everybody's favorite segment, you think? Top five. Okay, very good. (laughs) Everybody's top five segment. It's Hump Day. Call the cops, kids. All right. (laughs) We're going to take a look at, of course, the uh, Cavs. And the Pelicans, if you had the under 210 and a half, uh, you were looking so good for 50 or for, for 47 minutes and 55 seconds. It's always the last five seconds that gets you. They put up, uh, they were 205 with seven seconds left. Scott, got to figure you're home. You got five and a half points to play with. Nope, not the way that went down. Hello, seven points in the final five seconds. That game landed 212. Good God. You had Cavs, Pelicans under 210 and a half. Call the cops, would you? And this one, if you had the Canadians on the money line in hockey, hockey return yesterday Woo! against the Lightning, getting a very nice plus price. And it looked like you were going to end up cashing a pretty nice price because they led by one goal with 20 seconds left. But they're the Canadians, and they don't win hockey games. So Tampa tied the game and then ended up winning it in overtime. Canadians money line plus 250, plus 270. Who cares? It's worthless. 
I told you because uh, I when when I was watching the score of that game, I saw that Tampa Bay had the lead after two periods, and I was like, oh man, we should have made that or bet the farm play, uh, taking the money line on both of those games, and uh, or the and uh, they ended up <laughs> winning it, and then of course the other game. Um, they won. The NHL was nuts. They, last they won what eight to seven in the other game, the Sharks eight seven in a shootout. The Sharks yeah. win in a shootout. So it never, never in doubt. Yeah, an overtime in a shootout. Yeah, never in doubt. It would have cashed, but uh, yeah, ours was a little more rocket chair that we actually went with. So um, if you had the Heat, you had the Heat. The Heat is on. Uh, no, no, yeah, that's that's it, right? Where am I at here? The Heat is on. Sorry, yeah. but no, um, that's right. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Keep going. Right. Sorry, I'm lost. We've had a scramble here today. Um, it, everything looks smooth at, at three o'clock, but for the thirty minutes before that, that way we were having some technical difficulties. So anyway, excuse any uh, any uh, oversights or problems that I have here today. If you had the Heat minus seven and a half against the Wizards, congratulations! Uh, you led by eighteen points entering the fourth quarter. You're good. Uh, nope, outscored by eleven, thirty nine twenty eight in the fourth quarter. Heat win by seven. Seven, and that is not seven and a half. Shop those odds, kids. If you had the heat minus seven and a half, oof, oof, oof. Uh, call the cops. By the way, speaking of that game, there was somebody in the comment section, I cannot remember who it was, who mentioned Omar Yurt seven. Mm-hmm. He got a double double, and he got a double double. So I think that was like plus 575. So shout out to, I forgot who that was in the comment section. Yep. If I see the name and if you claim it, I'll remember. But whoever mentioned that, that was a nice, roughly six to one winner. Yeah, because we made we made fun of we made fun of your seven, saying what's in the box. It's, it's a winner in the box. I didn't make fun of him. I watched him in Georgetown. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, you, you were all over it. Uh, all right, so there was some good news out there. Of course, this is for every winner. There must be a winner, and yeah, there were some big winners out there last night, Scott. Let's find out who they were as we check out this edition of the Rock and Cheer. So, first one in the NBA, the Lakers and Rockets total was 227. And if you had the over, that was a fun time. 126 points in the first half. And you had even more points in the second half. Game landed 255. Yeah, very good. And if you had the Nuggets plus 8.5 against the Warriors. Nuggets never trailed. They ended up winning that one by three. Congratulations if you had the... uh, Spread line, but if you had the money line, that was even a bigger one because uh, either way, you were in the rocking chair. And the last one, you could put in mad and disappointed, whichever segment you want to use. We decided rocking chair. If you had Texas Tech plus 10.5, but for the mad and not disappointed, you'd be angry though because you had them. So that's why we couldn't do it. But they ended up playing Mississippi State in the bowl game. Texas Tech, double digit dog, never trailed, one outright by 27. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Somebody somebody said it earlier in the comment section. It looked like Mississippi State didn't want to be there, and that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like it looked like one of those unmotivated teams um, that just didn't care, didn't care. I was I was stunned of, at the lack of effort that Leach didn't yeah, have Mike them ready. Leach co- Mike Leach coached like they paid him the millions of dollars they allegedly owed him. Yeah, I wonder if that was a kind of a deal there. Now we're gonna now we're gonna all of a sudden get to see a settlement after after <laughs> after Leach dumps that game. I truly watch none of it for, uh, for that entire thing. I remember that I ended up taking a nap because that's what I do. And I woke up and I saw that it was like, I think it was 27-7 at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's what I expected. And then I clicked on the box score and I realized, wait a second, Tech is 28 points? 
I, I have what what is happening? I have that happen every once in a while when you're when you're checking out a game or something and you haven't kept up with it, you turn it on and you're like, oh, okay, that's exactly right. Wait, 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 wait. What now? Oh shit. The other team the other team's winning by 30? Yeah, I watched about um a quarter and a half. And I said and I and I was like, this is just not gonna change. It's not getting any better. Um it's really not gonna happen. And I checked kept checking. I think that was the only thing we got wrong in the bowl games yesterday. I, I know that you leaned to Auburn. I liked Houston. In that game, and you, it was a coin toss. Yep. Houston ended up scoring a touchdown late to win. Yep. But every other game, the Minnesota game, hideous. Minnesota covered. Yep. Uh, the Air Force game, I like the over. You like the under, but we both like Air Force. Never in doubt. Fuck and, off. Yeah, but as a whole, we did pretty well in the bowl games yesterday. Yeah, you don't you don't get to take a victory lap because Air Force hit three giant pass plays, and they had a re- return for a touchdown. It goes over by four points. Uh, don't, don't break your arm. Counts as an over in my book. Fuck off. All right, fine. Um, besides, though, we got everything right besides the Mississippi State game. Yeah, except the, except my one premium play. I, I, blew, I blew that. And that was, the, I got to be honest, I'll still say it. That was the play I liked the best. I liked that Mississippi mm-hmm. State team. I thought they would just abuse them. And yeah, we swing and a miss right there, my friend. Hey, uh, and there was some questionable, questionable numbers out there, but no more so than in hockey. Scott, let's... Check out uh, today's edition of the Odds Makers. Go home, you're drunk. Go ahead, buddy. You're the puckhead. So we got hockey back. Uh, unfortunately, not in Canada. That a couple more games postponed, which is unfortunate. But the three games that were on yesterday, a lot, a lot of goals and not much defense. There were three games on. Each game had a total of roughly five and a half or six. And each of the games had at least nine goals. Missed it by that Over. much. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, the Sharks game had 15 goals. Nice. Nice. Surprised I wasn't on the under so, there. Keep that in mind. Uh, I have have to see how my, I have to see how my kid did. I know he had a, I know he had a play yesterday on the Sharks. I I don't know if it was over or under. I I hope it was over. I hope for his sake it was the over. He must've been because he he sent out a tweet said, we're halfway there. Said, let's go Sharks. So it must've been, uh, I'm assuming that's the over because he was, he was, he was halfway to a dead ticket about the first period. (laughs) Right, right. On the under. Exactly right. So uh, I have. Oh, look at this! Look what I tune on to turn into here to see Brad Crawford. Uh, we're we're putting you on the poster, buddy. I have watched a lot of betting podcasts. Scott and Scott are the best. All caps, Scott, and an emoji. There you go. Uh, one and two plays to match up with the other two plays. Uh, could you please give me two strong plays, either in college football or basketball? Scott, 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 Scott. Thank you. Okay. Well, it is that time where we take a look and see what's going on. So let's start with. Um, we are going to, we, we did do our bowl previews. Um, so those are available if you guys want to take a look, but as far as the bowl action goes today, Scott, we got Maryland, Virginia tech going right now. So far that one's going like, I thought I got Maryland as a premium there. You and I agreed, you and I agreed on Clemson, correct? We did. We thought that the absence of hall would be too much for Iowa state to, to overcome. Mm -hmm. We know that the Clemson coordinators have been kind of poached over the last couple of weeks, but without Hall, I everybody knows I am not a fan of Purdy, and Clemson's defense has been really, really good this season. So you got to assume Clemson finds a way. As for the other games on the card today, 
Um, trying to think of which one was my favorite. So uh, you got the Oregon Oklahoma game. Oklahoma lay in seven in the in the in the big game Bobby uh, Bowl right there. I mean, I like Oklahoma in that one, but I liked it a lot more before it went to seven. Agreed. Yeah, we were. I think when we you and I did the show, it was six and a half, and, and we even commented on that, if I'm not mistaken, about how we liked that six and a half. Pretty sure it was five and a half at was, the time. Was it five six, and a half? Maybe. Uh, and then the other one. I think it was around there. And, and then the other one. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Then Carolina is tomorrow. So we've just got two more games after the Maryland Virginia Tech team. So I think my favorite play in those two would would be Clemson. Um, I just, the, Iowa State just finished so poorly. I think this Clemson team, and the defense has been there all year long. They're still number two in defense. I don't like DJ at all. I know. But I, I do think that the running game with Shipley definitely helped jumpstart the offense. Iowa State, assuming that the ground game is going to be nowhere near as good as it was during the regular season because Hall is not in the lineup. Unless Hutchinson goes for 150, I'm not sure how they move the ball. Well, the other thing about Hall, he's their third leading receiver. So he catches a lot of balls out of the backfield, too. He's, you know, he, he'll run patterns. He's a check down guy. 1,400 yards, 20 touchdowns on the ground. You just can't, you just can't make up for that, man. Um, let's roast Brock Purdy. You Brian know, wanted to know why the Sooners uh, went from four and a half to seven. We mentioned it on the, on the bowl game preview yesterday. Friendly reminder, we preview every bowl game separately. So if you want those videos, they're up on the channel. It's because Oregon's missing about 30 scholarship players. Yep. So they opted out. They had better things to do. So Well, there's I, there's in, there's injuries, there's COVID. It's not all opt-outs. But It's not all opt-outs, but there's a decent amount. Of course, Thibodeau's not playing, who's their best defensive player. They're missing a couple of offensive weapons as well. Anthony Brown's also definitely the worst quarterback in this matchup compared to Caleb Williams. But I do think that Oklahoma, even with a new head coach, because Riley's not there, you got Stoops back. He's a legend. I'm sure everyone's met him at some point for the program, even before he agreed to fill in. I think Oklahoma just wants it more because Oregon, we've seen them struggle against good competition. Yes, they beat Ohio State earlier in the year. Since that game, have they really beaten anybody? No. Because Utah killed them twice. No, they've been awful. And that's what worries me most if I'm an, if I'm an Oregon backer here is seeing those dreadful performances against Utah where they gave up I think they gave up 201 in one game and 198 on the ground in the other. They gave up 399 in those two, in those two games against Utah. Utah imposed their will. On and Brooks them. can run. Oh yeah, absolutely, no question about it. And I think that's that's what I'm concerned about if I'm if I'm an Oregon Ducks fan without without question right there. Uh, but this is an Oregon team. Even yeah. Williams can run. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Uh, he's the he, he's a he's has better numbers than the Oregon quarterback than Anthony Davis, all the, all, not Anthony Davis, um, Anthony, Brown. Anthony Brown, all the way around. He averages uh, about 7 point, he averages about 7.7 yards per, or 9, 9.7 yards per attempt. Brown's about 7.5. And he even rushes, his yards per rush are more than Brown. So he's a better rusher and he's a better passer. Anthony Brown just reminds me of Denard Robinson because they were decent college quarterbacks who if they want any hope of making the next level, they're going to become a running back because Brown cannot throw the ball. All right. And we've seen it time and time again. He just cannot make throws that he thinks he can make. All right. I, I, I don't know where else you're getting this kind of service. All right. Cause he, so, all right. So he's got one for his parlay looking for, looking for another one. Um, don't hate if you can find six and a half. Go, do you want to go Oklahoma do you, or you don't you, feel great about if Oklahoma? If you can find six and a half, I absolutely lay it. Um, 
I don't hate putting money. You can put in Oklahoma money line if you want to play it safe. Could do that. Could do that. Um, looking at the uh, uh, looking at the basketball setup. A lot of games. I'm not sure how many of them are actually good, but you have a decent amount of games. Uh, my first inclination is to blindly feed, blindly fade William and Mary. Uh, I mean, that's always a fun time. Hofstra's Hofstra's Is it we pooey point? Uh, I don't know. I gotta check. Uh, Hofstra's Hofstra's playing um, William and Mary, and they have one and covered uh, five of their last six. And as What's you know, as, as you know, it's it's tall. It's fifteen ish. Fifteen and a well, half. It should be. Hofstra uh, beat Arkansas and Monmouth. Yeah, so they've actually been playing well lately on the road. So they've been playing. They've been yeah. knocking their ass in the dirt. And as you know, if you're a fan of the show, William and Mary perfect on the season. They have yet to cover the spread. So if you wanted to take, you know, they're a team that's zero and twelve against the number versus a team that's eight and three and has had two monster wins on the road. Uh, that's a that's not a bad that's not a bad idea there. Uh, yeah, I see IC talking about how this is the first season he's bet on or watch bowl games, mm -hmm. and he's having a fun time with it. Cool. I do too. If you gamble on it, as I said before, if you end up just fading the teams that are missing a bunch of guys because of opt-outs or COVID or whatever, just fade the shorthanded teams. You've done really well. Yep. Yep. There you go. Uh, somebody wants to know about Tennessee. You're the only 10 I see. Uh, I'm assuming that's... They play Roll Tide. Okay. Oh. Alabama. I'm picking Bama. Are, really? You don't think? Yeah. You don't yeah, th I'm taking the home team. You don't think they're a fraud? Uh, they could be, but we saw them against Memphis, for example, a couple weeks ago. Memphis was a fraud. They wanted home. Spread was relatively short. Yeah. I do think that Tennessee is a decent basketball team, mm -hmm. but they're a lot better at home than on the road. That's one of those lines, though. You see two and a half, and you go, well, I got to take Tennessee. And then Bama just wins the game. I think Bama is going to show up for that one. It's a conference home game against a ranked opponent. I think Bama shows up. So if I had to pick a side there, I'd go Crimson Tide because that spread does seem extremely short for a team that's been playing pretty well lately. So I think that Tennessee, of course, is going to get a lot of public love. It seems a little bit of a banana in the tailpipe for me. Okay. I'm falling for it. I'm falling for it on the, on the other side okay. of that. Uh, Ryan Page said, except Army and Mississippi State got screwed in both of those. They seem like the easiest ones. Completely agree. Army, my confidence poll, Army was my most confident play. And I know Mississippi State was up there. I haven't had, I, I haven't, uh, had the nerve to check and see how badly I got hammered on that. But I loved, 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 loved Mississippi State in that spot. So, yeah, I've had a decent bowl season, but the ones I've liked the most have gone down in absolute flame. So, um, I know I got off to a cold start when it came to the bowl games, but it's kind of heated up for the last couple of days. So hopefully that ends up continuing moving forward. Yep, there you go. Um, I'm looking for a little, looking for a little ooey-pooey here. Uh, you can't get everything you want, but maybe. You can't. Although, you know, the new, the new, the new ooey-pooey is... Uh, is it Eastern Illinois or Western Illinois? I have to double check. But the newy pooey? The new the new pooey. The newy pooey. Outstanding. Outstanding. Look at you go. Okay. Um oh by the way, yesterday, none of the big spreads covered. None of the none of the big numbers no, hit. Oh, uh, Texas did. Texas, Texas did Texas get there against Word? Yeah, they and were they won by 40. Okay. All right. But neither neither one of the other ones covered. 
Mm. Yeah. Nope, it's not, it must be Eastern Illinois. That's just god awful. So keep it. Keep an eye on Eastern Illinois, and I don't think they played. Eastern Illinois is so bad they lost to Central Michigan. There they so are. Eastern, yeah, Eastern Illinois plays Moorhead State tonight. Uh, as always, less teeth, Moorhead, and they. This is a team that I know is bottom five in scoring. They average fifty-seven point two points per game. They don't play quite the defense that Uwe Pui does, but their numbers are a little friendlier. Like for example, the number tonight. 127, so you're not seeing that, you know, 119 shit that you're seeing in Uwe Pui games. So uh, keep an eye on Eastern Illinois. They are 2-11 and 11 to the overs versus unders. So, again, not quite Uwe Pui, but worth a look for sure. Uh, what do you think of the total on the Oregon-Oklahoma game, Scott? What would we, we do on that? I believe we took the over on principle that we would not be able to look at ourselves in the mirror if we took an under with Oklahoma. Yep. That's exactly right. And it can that, easily lose, but I'm not going to back that defense. And they're missing – Oklahoma's missing three key pieces on defense. Uh, of course, Oregon's missing Thibodeau. We talked about – Oregon's missing a bunch of the defensive yeah, yeah. guys too. So. Correct. Correct. Uh, they've still got that all-world safety, that, the ball-hawking safety. Yeah. But it, that, it could go under, obviously, but, I mean, with all the guys out and with Oklahoma's defense all year long, yeah. I, can, I can at least respect myself taking an over and a losing than taking an under and a losing. Yep. My my only concern there is the uh, inability of the Oregon offense to move the ball, but I think they do it. Yeah. I think they put it. Well, yeah. well, that goes back to something that's obvious, but it kind of needs to be restated. If you ask us about a game and we're not really sure if we like the over and the under, that clearly means we're not betting the over or under personally. So Correct. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, you guys, you, you guys have been with us enough by now. You can generally tell when we're excited about something, when we agree on something, and when we're like just saying pick pick games you like. Like we'll tell you can tell when we're confident about stuff. Yeah, our job, our job is handicappers uh, doing a show. When somebody asks us about a game, our job is not to go. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a side. We're gonna lend in. We're gonna weigh in with an opinion. Uh, but sometimes. Sometimes that opinion is about 51%. Sometimes it's about 50.4%. Sometimes it's 70%, but... I like Oklahoma a lot more than the over. Yep. Let's put it that way. Yep. Uh, Brownsbacker is, as I said, it was 60 and now 63. Uh, under in the Clemson is much better play. Ah, don't hate it. Don't hate it. I'm tempted by a team total under for Iowa State if you're trying to avoid any potential variance because Clemson's offense actually looked decent. One Shipley started to get a lot of touches. Right. Without Hall, I really expect Purdy to throw two, three picks. I think he's going to have a disaster game. Yeah, this is a, a uh, this is a Clemson team that can still get it done on, on defense, and they can still get after the quarterback. And if you don't have the threat of of uh, Brees Hall in the backfield to take their attention away, I think it's going to be run for your lifetime for Brock Purdy. I really do. Um uh, New Missouri was worse than the SEC. I don't even know what sport they're talking about, and they could be right. <laughs> it could be football. It could be it could be basketball. No, they weren't worse than the SEC in football. But oh god, bad team to be a Tigers fan. Um, I see I- Ryan asking if we uh, do single bets or two three team parlays. I've I've kind of switched during my time as a gambler, starting in eleventh grade. I used to be all in on the parlays because it's, you think it's a get-rich-quick scheme, and then you realize that the key word is win, and parlays make it difficult to do that. I'll still do some two, two, three-teamers for less units. Of course, my play of the day is I'm straight betting 
farm plays i'm straight betting stuff like that but you can dabble a little bit in parlays you can try money line parlays stuff like that but most of your betting or at least your units should be for straight bets i would agree with that i would agree with that i will uh, occasionally play a two-team parlay I'm, a, I'm i'm an nfl teaser fan of course um a lot of long a lot of long teasers i don't play anything more than a two-teamer almost 99% of the time just because of the juice. The juice just gets too expensive when you start paying three-teamers and four-teamers. That's I'll occasionally get nuts for a long-shot parlay, usually in UFC. If I if I really have faith in my method of victory predictions, right. I'll occasionally throw in three of them together for maybe a 50-to-1 payout, something like that. It's few and far between, but every now and then I'll try to let it uh, splash a little bit on the table. Right. Yeah, Kevin's talking about Wong teasers, which, again, I, I'm aware, I know that the time for Wong teasers, that a lot of those lines have been Wong-proofed, but it's still there's still opportunities uh, to, 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 to tease through all the key numbers. Basically, a Wong teaser, it's where you're, you're teasing through all the key numbers. You're teasing, you're teasing through 7, 6, 4, and 3. So if you've got an 8-point spread... You're teasing it down to two, so you get all four key numbers. That's why you don't see a lot of eight points. I, I did that over the weekend. What's that? I had Green Bay minus seven and a half. I teased it down to one and a half. Yep, yep, same kind of thing. And you're you're see fewer and fewer of those numbers, and it's because of Wong teasers that you don't see them as often. But you will still catch them, and when you do, I like to pounce. Uh, that's why I had I had Seattle six and a half down to a half, and I, obviously you know we were already through seven, but I got through I got through six, four, and three, and you know got. Bad beat it, bad beat there at the end. But other than that, uh, that was a solid play as well. So uh, Thomas Bo checking in, uh, Tebow, NFL upsets, Raiders, Washington, and Arizona Cardinals. Looking for a lot of letdowns there from those uh, their opponents, right? So I'm assuming the Washington angle would be the fact that they just played against the Eagles mm-hmm. and they're missing a bunch of guys. So you're hoping Washington looks better. I'm really not in on that one yep. just because Washington, they're six and nine. What are they playing for? You had a couple of players trying to punch each other on the sideline. They got embarrassed on Sunday night, lost 56 to 14. They're not making the playoffs. Philly's still competing for the wild card. So if you want to go for a motivation angle, I don't know why Washington would care. Yeah, on uh, this radio show that we contribute to. Um, I took Philly there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm on the. I'm on, and now, uh, on the other side of that. And the Dallas letdown spot. I could see that uh, they are still playing for home field. They're a game back a home field. Wait a second. You took the Eagles on what the the Colorado one? Yeah, yeah. I took the same play you did. Uh, I couldn't be more thrilled. Okay. Yeah, we took the same play there. My other play I gave out there was the Cowboys. I get that you want to back <laughs> Arizona because you think they can't be this bad. I'm not back in Arizona. It's also a possible letdown. There's nothing to like about this. Team. It's also a possible letdown spot for Dallas after clinching the division and all that. It's I, a possible I get letdown that spot, but Arizona's had a letdown month. I'm not touching them. Betting bad teams with good money is a bad recipe. Um, I saw a stat, and we talked about it earlier in the season. I haven't seen it updated, but about halfway through the season, double-digit favorites in the NFL were absolutely crushing it. It was uh, not quite free money, but it was, I want to say, 70-plus percent win rate. So, yeah. <laughs> Eric says there's winners out there. You just have to pick them. Absolutely. There are 50% winners and 50% losers. That's right. So just keep that in mind. Seems, seems easy, right, buddy? Even if 
you have a terrible number and a terrible whatever, your odds are 50-50. Right? Yeah, that's what they say. That's completely false, but for the sake of this experiment, we'll assume that's true. <laughs> if you watched that Mississippi State game, at no time was that a 50-50 shot to win. They came out awful, and I think they tripped coming off the bus, and it just never got better. Uh, let's the say, only thing fifty fifty was the coin was the coin toss. Yeah, that's that's the last that's the last shot they had in that one. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA tonight, Scott. Um, we do have a pretty good a pretty good roster. I mean, a pretty good slate of games. We got the Knicks in action against Detroit. Uh, uh, this Detroit team, I don't know what to. I like the under right now. That's I think that's the play. This New York team has been playing very very good defense. Uh, it has been over money, which is kind of weird because these they just played each other about a week ago, and that game didn't even reach two hundred. So I'm kind of confused why there's been under why there's been over money, but with based on, based on how the Knicks have played and they're on a back to back, give me the Pistons being awful at offense once again because they've been awful all season long at offense. And again, they're missing a shit ton of guys. Yeah, they're, Cunningham uh, might not even play. Uh, he is out, by the way. Cunningham is officially, oh, he's officially out. He's officially okay. out. Killian Hayes is out. Uh, of course, Grant's been out. Josh Jackson's out. Uh, yeah, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be pretty. Um, yeah, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with the under. I'm okay with the Knicks in that spot as well. Uh, Knicks coming off a of back to back. I don't I don't love that, but it's not a bad travel spot. Minneapolis to Detroit, where I'm okay with that. Um, Eric Nesbitt says over 15 tonight in Mavs versus Kings. I see 220 and a half, but my play of the day was Mavericks team total over. So I expect them to score. Yeah. I got it about 110 and a half. Uh, there has been a decent amount of over money since. I think it's still 110 and a half, but it went from minus 105 to like minus 125. So I've beaten some. It should go up to one to 111 and a half at some point, but it's most available 220. I'm not taking under in a Kings game. You're not worried about Dallas scoring without, without Doncic? See, that's the point, is that they were struggling without him. They scored at least 100, and I believe, 14 in three of the last four. Yep. Scored 132 last game. So they might have actually found something, and Porzingis has actually been really good. Who has the worst defense? Is it going to be Portland, or is it going to be um, Sacramento? It's a good question. As of right now or by season's end? Right now. Right now. Who would you? What defense would you rather fade right now? Oh boy, they're both so bad. They really are. They really are. Uh, it's 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 Sophie's choice if you hated both of your kids. You know, what? Can, can you take the them two, both? I'll just, I'd rather have Portland's defense because at least they can win at home. Okay. Occasionally. All right. Fair enough. Occasionally. All right. Yeah. Sacktown. Not good. Not I mean, good. if if my life depended on it, I'm jumping off the bridge myself if I had to back either defense. Gun, so, gun to the head. You're just pulling the trigger. I'm pulling the trigger. It's over. Okay. It doesn't even matter. Uh, Brady mad about playing 17 games. Uh, that's a heartbreaker. Well, Tampa's been Tampa sh- should rest a bunch of people. Shaq Barrett's now out too. You're assuming Green Bay is going to beat Minnesota, probably win out. And there's only one buy for the one seed now because they changed the playoff format. So if you are Tampa, I would rest Brady for week 18. Why bother? Yep, agreed. Brad says, uh, my final my final line on the, on the uh, premium was, uh, I got it at, uh, I've got it right here, Brad. Uh, I, I capped it at three and a half is, is where it was when I when I capped it last Look night. Look at you, for premium. CLV. So, CLV, baby. So uh, he, Maryland minus five. 
That was uh, probably that was a closing line. So he says, "I'm pulling for you." Thanks, buddy. Uh, appreciate it. Um, so far, so far, so good. Knock on wood. We were able to we were able to dodge the halftime jinx yesterday on Air Force Scott, just barely. But um, they were that offense was unstoppable. They couldn't stop the run when they had to at the end of the game. So, uh, what else did you like tonight, my friend? Uh, well, looking at the rest of the card, of course, the Lakers are playing the Grizzlies. It's a back-to-back for L.A. I can't take an under with the Lakers. They can't stop anybody. And uh, Moran, I believe, dropped 40 the last time they played against each other. So I'm expecting to see points. I like the over in that one. Uh, I, other than that, uh, what else do I like? I like the under in the Clippers and Celtics game. The Clippers have nobody. You, you're just looking at the actual starting lineup, and their best player might arguably be Marcus Morris. That's how bad the actual lineup is. Boston's still without Tatum. Uh, you're looking at the lineup. They have not been great offensively either for the last couple of games, but when your projected lineup is Bledsoe, Kennard, Mann, Morris, and Zubak, I'm not taking an over. I think one of those teams don't reach 100, so I'm going to go with the under 211. Uh, yeah, Marcus, Marcus Smart is questionable for this one, too, in addition to that. So, yeah, that's just ugly right now. And that's not even COVID-related. That's a, that's a hand injury. So, yeah, Tatum out. That's Schroeder's out, of course, still with the quarantine. I can't trust either team to score. No. No, you really can't. I, I just I don't, I don't see it. I'm, I'm with you there on the, on the under, bud. Um, shit, they... Uh, the Clippers haven't scored 110 for the last five games. It's been awful. Yeah, they can't score. Nope. And Boston offensively hasn't exactly been succeeding lately. No, no, not exactly at all. Uh, you guys like uh, the Kentucky over 140 or Hofstra minus 15? We talked about Hofstra. Yes, we like Hofstra fading William and Mary until further notice. Again, Hofstra's good. You're just you're just you're just piling up the place bets, and somebody's throwing the dice, and you're piling up the place bets, and you're and you're making them taller and taller. Pretty soon, somebody's going to seven out. But until that happens, keep loading up the place bets, and that's what we're doing: fading, fading Bill and Mary, as they Presbyterian theory. Yeah, the, the Presbyterian theory. It worked for us every time except once this year, Scott. So uh, uh, Ryan asking about the Jazz. Yep. Uh, Utah is what zero and six ATS in their last six. Not good. Yeah. We just flip sides, by the way. I'm not sure how that happened, but we just flip sides. Um, how did that happen? That's yeah, funny. looking. I have no idea, but that was kind of cool. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to back Portland unless Lillard goes for a bunch of points. I feel like if you want to actually back Portland plus the points, try to do a same game parlay with Lillard over in points because unless Lillard goes for 35, they're going to get buried. Even with Mitchell out? I don't know if it matters. I mean, they should have beaten San Antonio by what, 15? Last game, Portland gave up 132 to a Dallas team with no Doncic. Yeah, I know. So I don't really care. Portland's just not very good. But that's what I'm talking about when it comes to finding value. You can find some correlated parlays every now and then, same game parlays. If Portland's going to keep it close, you need a little word to pop off. That's the only way you're going to end up covering this number. Right. Um, yeah, this so, is this two teams just not playing well against the number right now. The, the Jazz have been overvalued, especially lately. Like I said, they won four straight and haven't covered any of them. Failed to cover in their last six. 
Um, again, I hate getting too much behind this Portland team, but that is a uh, that's a fair amount of points there for the home team with without Donovan Mitchell. Um, what what is Utah good at though offensively? What are they good at? Well, they're getting they're good at getting offensive rebounds. Does that count? Uh, that's not what I was referring to. No, there's without Donovan Mitchell, especially not much. I was referring to three point shooting. Oh well, okay. Do you know who's the worst three point defense in the league? I'm gonna go with Portland. That is correct. Yep. So I expect Utah to just go bombs away. Yeah. Uh, probably the over. Kevin, good answer. Ball movement's a good answer too. Mm-hmm. They're kind of correlated. But Utah shoots a bunch of threes. Portland can't stop the three. It's a pretty bad matchup. Uh, Brad Crawford said, "I'm done with Portland. I don't blame you, buddy. I don't blame you at all. They're I'm I'm, I'm never done with them. I've been fading them all year. I've had a great time. Well, yeah, they're if you, I'm just talking about back, and I assume that's what he meant. But yeah, you're. Uh, I I know what he meant. I'm just being facetious. Uh, our best bowl picks for tonight. Yeah, uh, we did it. It's uh okay. If you don't want to, okay, we'll, Oklahoma we'll, money line and Clemson money line. Yep, o- we're doing? Oklahoma money line, Clemson money line, and, and I had Maryland. We both had like Maryland today, and I had it as a premium. Yep. So there you go. Those are three picks. All right, buddy, let's do it. It is time once again to uh, uh, do it. We'll we'll do our uh, everybody's favorite segment, man. It's uh, especially when we're running hot. We've had like a couple of uh, decent days, so let's find out. What it is. Put on your straw hats, kids. Put on your good Sunday overalls. Not those shitty ones. Put up both straps. We're not hillbillies around here. Climb aboard your John Deere and let's get ready. You know the drill. It is time once again to bet the farm. Well, Scott, we did have a farm play yesterday. How did that go? We had the Timberwolves, team total under, and they went under by double digits. Rock and cheer! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right, fine. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. You're... You got to give me one. That was pretty well done. <laughs> You're getting close, buddy. You're getting close. All right, so we have a NBA prop for tonight, and it is going to be... LeBron, LeBron James over eight and a half rebounds. That's available at minus 114 on FanDuel. Uh, he has recorded at least nine rebounds in five of his last six games. Last night, Scott, what position did LeBron James play? Center. Played center, a la Magic Johnson. Shades of 32. That's right, he played center last night. That's going to put him in a position to pull down some boards. And... He's pretty much been the show lately, kids, because he has played at least 34 minutes in his last 14 games. Always important when you're taking a player prop, how many minutes is the player going to spend on the floor? In the case of LeBron James, a shit ton. So, we like LeBron James over 8.5 rebounds here tonight, minus 114 on FanDuel. And that is going to do it for our Bet the Farm play. As always, we thank you guys for stopping by and being part of the show We do it each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Don't forget to check us out. Don't forget to check out our pal Chris King and Jim Williams as they do their show, Just Parlays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time each and every day. But for now, that's going to wrap up this edition. We've got bowl previews coming. So, uh, yeah, hopefully see you a little bit later for those. We'll be talking about the New Year's Eve games, including the two semifinals. So you guys make sure you stay tuned for those. 
Those will be coming up here in just a short period of time. But for now, that's going to do it. Thanks for joining us. Happy Hump Day. Go out there, cash some tickets, make some money, and we will see you right back here tomorrow on Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. Thank <laughs> you.